What's up, everybody? It's Dante, aka The Forensics Guy, and you are listening to The Forensics Experience, the podcast where we discuss topics in the speech and debate community with the world's most influential coaches, students, and alumni in the activity. And today, I am ah, super, super excited. I am sitting down with the Andrew himself, one of the, I mean, he's a great speech and debater, but you should also know he's one of the greatest cosplayers there is. It's pretty amazing. Uh, so if you're not following him, uh, we'll make sure we uh, give those out too, so you can uh, see some of the cool things he's doing, which is amazing. Um, so um, yeah, I, I, there's probably like two people listening that don't know who you are. So uh, feel free to give a explanation of who you are and what you do for the speech and debate community for those. Yeah. All right. So thank you for the, such, such the high praise. Like that's, I like to consider I'm a good cosplayer, uh, self-doubt, but it's good to hear it. Um, hi, my name is Andrew or at Kurahoshimi on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, I have participated in speech and debate as well as forensics uh, for about three years now. I'm currently the captain of my forensics team in my high school, and I am captain of the PF form of debate in my high school as well. Awesome. Uh, that's that's so cool. First that you do PF. Um, I wasn't exactly sure what category you're going to throw me. I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe I see some duos, some DI coming in, but that's... Yeah. I think a lot of people are really interested in that. Like, whoa, like he does cosplay and then his category is PF. Like that's just, that that's the definition of two extreme worlds. Um, yeah. you, you, like, um, I guess, I guess some people will probably be curious for those who like both of these art forms. Like, do you think that there's a, a mixture there? Do you, is there, what things do you think you either grab from, cosplay and that helps you be a better speech and debater or the vice versa are there things that speech and debaters really help you with to become a great cosplayer uh so both have given me like very thick skin uh because you know when you when you're doing pf debate or you're doing like i've done a couple forms of debate so i've done like ld and pf um you can't cry like you can genuinely not cry in front of your opponent <laughs> So it's it's a little hard um, to kind of just like sit there and your your opponents are really digging into you and you're just like, nope. Anyway, here's why you're wrong. <laughs> but like it's it's very much the same thing with cosplay because there's always going to be people who don't agree with you or who don't like the same things as you. And there are a lot of people who are a lot very insecure in themselves, so they'll try to attack you for that. And so both really kind of give you this thicker skin and kind of get you used to it. Also, my debating skills from PF have done wonderful when I'm debating random cosplay things that have no meaning whatsoever. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, for that one person who's listening that just realized that, wait, you can't cry and debate. I hope your, ne I hope your next few tournaments go a lot better now that you realize that because... You know, everybody doesn't know, but I'm glad we were able to put that out. Um, so that's really awesome. I think that that's very important. Um, and I think you touched on something that a lot of people um, don't touch on all the time, and we should touch on more, is that, you know, uh, there's so many, I'm going to call them haters, you know, um, haters that are, they're like, uh, blah, blah, blah. They say things, they, they mention things in the comments, they say in a inappropriate bad whatever things they're, they're it's the definition of bullying you know let's be honest and uh, 
it's not fair. It's not things that uh, people should do, but um, a person that I listen to a lot, Gary Vaynerchuk, who's kind of like a business guru type of person, uh, maybe one day he'll come on a podcast, but I don't think he's ever done speech and debate, so I don't know if there's really any relativity there. But and, and anyway, um, he says specifically, he's like, he feels bad for those people. And I was always kind of curious, like, why? And I think he explained something that I hope gets in your head, Andrew, and helps you have even more thick skin, is that, you know, those people, like there's something sad when your life is at such a bad point that you have to try to get others to feel as bad as you do. Like it's a, it's a disease in a way, like they're, they're hurt. So they want other people to feel hurt. You know, it's a, it's something that has to be contagious and they're just trying to spread it as much as possible. So like in the grand scheme of things, you know, you shouldn't hate the haters. You should feel sorry for them. And hopefully some of them, get some education on how to be better or hopefully their lives change and they are better, you know? Um, and like, you don't see that in debate really, but you know, but there are times, well, I know, I know, I saw your face. I was, I was about to speak on the times that it does happen. Uh, <laughs> you do. For those who didn't see, I just made the like most like, are you sure kind of face. <laughs> Oh man, uh, it is unfortunate that sometimes you do see, uh, you know, some people in debate as well who are kind of at that same stage. You know, they're they're hurt by I don't know, maybe they're not winning as much, or or maybe there are other things in life where I don't know what every person goes through. So they kind of feel the same the same effects. They start to they start to hate, they start to bash people, or in rounds they're just being a complete like just. Uh, just the person that you do not want to communicate with and talk to is just very unfair. Um, and obviously, you know, we've had some past episodes where we talked about kind of the whole um, aggression factor, uh, still working on getting judges to view, you know, aggression in the same way, um, certain acts in the same way, you know, like, just because it's a girl doing it doesn't mean that it's more aggressive than a woman boy I does it. I saw TikTok about that, and I was like, ooh, do I have something to talk about on this podcast? <laughs> Oh man, I'm so uh, so glad because I I was really it was funny though because those were like I started to realize like oh these are the TikToks that are really blowing up for me like the ones where I just like like I love talking about you know inequities and um, inequalities in speech and debate and how to make it a better place so even when I come up with these things that are comedic you know like it's just like he's right this is stuff that we need to change and uh, that was one of my that's still one of my favorite tiktoks i just watch it i'm just like it's just so great this like i can't explain the tiktok really because it would be weird but go check out my tiktok it's probably somewhere down there um it just kind of talks about how judges react like super quiet when a dude yells in the debate round but then when it's a girl they're like ah i can't believe she was so aggressive ah <laughs> Uh, so I I presented very uh, femininely when I was like in my first couple of years of speech and debate, and I'm a very aggressive debater, especially in PF when you're in those crossfires. Like yeah. <laughs> you do not want the other person talking. Like you don't you <laughs> so like one of the things that I would usually do is they would they would try to ask like a second question. I'd be like, excuse me, I believe it's my question. <laughs> and the judges don't like that, especially from someone who's presenting femininely. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I think, um, like I like I said, somebody asked about it and I did say, you know, it's very important that we start to add more judge training, uh, more things like that. 
Um, this episode is coming out. This episode should be coming out exactly a week after the episode I have with Beyond Resolved, uh, if you all remember that to those listening. Um, and they are doing so much in the space right now for a judge training on like equity and um, different gaps in like gender and race and so many things. It's awesome mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Um, and it's really important to continue to train our judges to remember like, hey, just because, you know, this person is female versus male like doesn't mean you should judge them in a different way and everybody you know should have these same things that really matter for um speech and debate like just just be a hundred percent you know as honest and as equitable as possible i think that's all we can really ask and then at that point hopefully we'll be in a much better world i can't wait to see what speech and debate looks like when i'm like 90 95 or something it's going to be an amazing place for um, a lot of speech and debaters to truly do what they love and want to do and not feel as if you know they are basically held down by the man <laughs> or whatever you know so um yeah, yeah. <laughs> Totally appreciate that. Um, and yeah, I love that you have developed that thick skin against those haters. And I hope a lot of other people start to continue to do the same. Um, so uh, I guess I'm, I'm sure some people are curious, which one did you get into first, speech and debate or cosplay? I got into cosplay first. Um, so I got into cosplay when I was around 12 years old. I was really excited to get into it. I really liked video games. My dad had been like, yeah, here's some cosplay photos. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and awesome. yeah. Uh, and then my ex-girlfriend was like, you should join the debate team. And I was like, okay. <laughs> for you. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was this... Did you join the speech and debate team while you were still dating or was this your ex asking you to be on the team? It was while we were still dating, right? Okay. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I'll do it for you. You know, I think it'd be fun. I'll come in and like, whatever. And then like, they actually expected me to do things and I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> like nobody told me this was work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But That's- I mean, I enjoy it a lot I I kind of got into it and I was like oh this is really cool so even though like we've broken up we're still on the same team we're still on good terms and we're still just like let's like uh let's talk bad about this one person who said some really uncalled for things about our teammates clothing bonding (laughs) and yay for amicable breakups (laughs) Uh, awesome um so that's cool you got into cosplay first um I, I, I want to, you know, definitely stay on the speech and debate topic, but I want to keep it, you know, I like this cosplay thing too. And I, I'm sure some other people are also listening and like, wow, this is great. This is a chance for me to hear other things as well. Um, what, what like characters are you like most known for like dressing up as what video games do you like things of that nature? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I'm probably most notably known for my B from Pokemon Sword cosplay and Brigitte from Overwatch. That's cool. I literally have no idea who either of those characters are, which is crazy. (laughs) Uh, I know Pokemon, obviously, but I don't know whoever this is from Pokemon or whatever, but that's cool. That's really awesome. Um, I... I, I guess I'm a gamer. I really only play Super Smash Brothers. That's the only game I pretty much play. I mean, that's still a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of Brawl Stars. If you have not played Brawl Stars, yeah. it is such a great game. I have every single character unlocked, and they're all, like, at level 10. I've been, like, it's my game. Like, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm I'm uh, I'm glad you're doing so many great things in uh, these different communities. You have so many followers. You're crushing it, um, and all of the content you post, which is really amazing. Um, do you find that difficult to like balance like while doing speech and debate? Um, would you note have you noticed like a difference in like maybe the effort that you put in the speech and debate after you started to really rev up on TikTok, or what changes have you noticed since? I guess we'll say getting fame. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, so like getting fame is a relative term because I, it still hasn't clicked like, oh, you actually have this many followers. Um, but so a lot of the time what would happen was, is that like before quarantine, I was full into schoolwork. I was like immense like if I'm going to do speech and debate I need to put my all into it like if I'm going to do forensics I need to research and I was really like focusing on that and I was neglecting like my hobby and the things that make me happy like cosplay and stuff like that so it was mainly like I would get home from like a tournament at like 11 p.m and then immediately get into cosplay so that I can like pump out some content I'd be going to bed at like four in the morning and waking up the next day at six to go to school wow so so I'm sure people are wondering, how long does it take you to create like one TikTok? <laughs> uh, so usually what I'll have sounds saved. So like, it's not that hard. So like I get into makeup and then I have my sound saved and I can use it. But sometimes when I don't have any sound saves, I can be searching for sounds for like three hours. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I do kind of that too. Like I'll look through different TikToks, find sounds and save them too. Um, so yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess I could totally see it taking that long, especially when you're looking for them. You just, all you can really do is scroll through the like for you page pretty much and see if there's something that connects or something that clicks or maybe you have an artist you like or something like yeah. that. So that's, um wow, that's crazy. Uh, you're putting in a ton of time, which is amazing. Um, and uh, what year are you? I'm a senior, so I'm going to be graduating soon. Oh, you're growing up so fast. I know. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Are you... um what are you thinking about for college? Are you looking at doing speech and debate in college? Have you looked at colleges that have speech and debate or anything like that? Um, I, so speech and debate isn't one of the big, big things that like, oh, I need to have this in a college, but like a lot of the colleges that I'm looking into, I believe they have a speech and debate team. So I would be happy to continue doing speech and debate, but it's not like, I'm more focused on getting an education this time than really pumping myself to the limit. I definitely understand that. That's awesome. Um, what are you planning on studying? Do you have an idea? Um, I, I have a couple of ideas that I'm like, ooh, this would be really cool. But like so far, I've narrowed it down to computer science, engineering, or like psychology. Wow, interesting. Very different. Um, I love that. Like, I mean, as, as you can see, I mean, this, this man is multi-talented from the sciences to the, to the speech and debate to cosplay to everything. It's really awesome. Um, and that's, yeah, amazing. Um, uh, I guess an interesting question is, um, so you're, this is your fourth year or third year uh, doing speech and debate? Which one is it? Third year. Um, what have you noticed are some of the, like, differences um, in terms of just the general community or your team? Like, has there been any, like, really positive, notable changes that you've seen? Um, and then also, uh, if you want to, feel free to speak about, um, like, how, like, what things would you like to hopefully have changed? So when you come back four years from now, and you see the team or you see the community, what do you really hope is better? Yeah, so, um, like, positive things, I think that forensics is an amazing place. People get are very close. They, like, especially where I am, where it's, like, 
I used to, I do extemporaneous and um, humorous duo. So when I was in humorous duo, it was all of us, we were laughing and we were like really close, even if we were from different schools and beating. Um, like I've made so many good friends from that. And it's, it's very sweet. It's very kind. Like you're really hyping each other up. Um, in debate, it's like when you have your team and you can connect with another team, it's like the best thing. Cause it's like, oh, hey, where'd you get that in this information? I'm trying to beat this school that we both don't like. And they're like, oh, heck yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but like, I think that the one thing I would like to kind of come back and look back at is that there's a lot of toxicity, um, mainly in the debate section. Uh, so like, as an example, when I first started doing PF, there was a time where they were talking about our school's other, like this other team was talking about um, our other, our other PF team in our school and they were making horrible remarks about them like they I remember specifically they were like yeah we call them the Barbies because they're blonde dumb and they wear skimpy clothing and I was like wow are you are you serious and these were these were state champions that they were talking about wow that's crazy um I am uh sorry that you know even the audience had to like hear that i mean like but that these are real things these are things that are actually you know being said and things that are happening in this community and i am still on a i'm still on a journey to figure out how we can like change that like why is it why is it that you know we can go back to kind of the beginning i think it was a great segue but like like where, where we were talking about you know the haters the people who are in those comment sections and uh, and, and this is just a real life comment section of overhearing people, you know, like, why are they, why do they feel the need to either say these things? Why do they feel the need to be that way or anything? And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, it's definitely not something that, you know, has a place. Um, but, you know, we're on a constant battle to figure out how to make it better. Um, so yeah, I do hope that, you know, five, four years from now, when you come back and you look at the community, you're like, wow, this has gotten so much better. I'm so glad. Um, so many people are much more willing to just uh, be great friends and great, you know, um, just, I don't know, just, just lovers of the activity and awesome, you know, as opposed to being so hateful and spiteful and uh, bad minded, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so things like that do happen. Um, so yeah, that's a whole nother story. Uh, we could probably have a whole nother podcast about that, but I want to make sure that we are just really, you know, talking about speech and debate as usual um, and just having a lot of fun and uh, finding, finding ways that we can just make a lot of changes. Um, so with, with speech and debate, um, what would you say um, has been one of the easiest things to kind of get used to in terms of being in the activity? Like what's something that you picked up really well, just like immediately? And what's something that's kind of really hard that like you, you're just like, oh man, I'm still working on this. I can't, I can't do this like that perfectly. Yeah. So one of the things that it's, you kind of you pick up is that like your sense of time gets very like it gets better. Cause like when you're doing things multiple times and you're practicing your speeches, you kind of, are able to feel like this is a four minute long speech. If I read this, I could do this in four yeah. minutes. Whereas like you like, yes, cause you're doing it so many times and you're like timing yourself and you're doing your research. So it's really easy to pick that up. Um, I think that a, a hardship for me is that it's still that fear of public speaking. Cause you're talking to a new person who needs to get a read on your personality and the research and the 
everything that you've done. So it's like, it's kind of hard just going in front of a new person and being like, judge me. Interesting. I, I'm always really interested in like how certain people feel about like the fear of public speaking a little bit. Uh, okay, so weird question that I'm sure some people are like, what? Uh, but I've, I've always wanted to ask certain people this. So what, what would you be most scared of um, to talk, to have a speech in front of one person that you don't know? or a thousand people that you do know? I, one person I don't know just because like the pe people I do know, I have a sense of familiarity with and I can kind of gauge their reactions and their like, like body language. Whereas if it's like a new person, I don't know who they are. I don't know kind of how they think, how they react to things. So giving a speech, I could say something horribly wrong and they could get very upset and I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's true. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I never, I don't know. I never thought about it. I think for me, I, 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 I probably have to vibe with the, the thousand people that I do know. Um, I don't mind speaking in front of big groups, but I definitely have noticed that uh, I'm probably a little worse when speaking to people that I do know as opposed to don't know. Because uh, if I don't know them, I don't know. In my mind, I'm just like, I'll never see you again, whatever. All right, see you later, whatever. I did a bad job, I did a good job, who cares? You know, but I just feel like the people that I do see there's like, they're gonna remember that. They're gonna be like, yeah. I remember the time Dante did that super bad speech, it was crazy. <laughs> and, and it's funny, cause in the truth of the matter, nobody's really remembering these things, but you know, our mind tricks us into uh, different things. <clears throat> and that's just, you know, life. <laughs> um, Go ahead. I feel like I'm probably a bit more, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, please. I feel like I'm probably a bit more comfortable with like speaking in front of the people I do know, just because like with debate and forensics, our coaches would be like, all right, speak in front, speak in front of the entire like team so we can critique you and tell you what to get better at. And so it's, it's for me, it's kind of like, oh, I don't have to be more scared of this because it happens in real life like every week. That that totally makes sense. It is so funny because, okay, when you said that immediately high school popped back in my head and it was the reason why even before people mentioned the whole idea of like talking to walls and stuff, like I was so used to like just practicing in front of walls. Like I, I never, like everybody else would be practicing with their other teammates and stuff on any team that I've been on, but I'm always the person that goes off by myself. And I think that that really stems from that reason why, because it's just like, um, like, I don't know. I was just always kind of weird, like, uh, I gotta do it in front of these people that I see every single day that, you know, are gonna always have this judgment on me. And I just feel like in my mind, it was like, oh, one mess up is over, you know? But it's really cool to just see that, um, everybody feels a whole different way about it. I like that. I like that. Um, okay. So, um, I'm gonna, this is my last question. I don't, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I'm so grateful that you had the, uh, just took the opportunity to even be on this podcast. It makes my day. Um, so my last weird question is if you could go back in time, uh, when starting on the speech and debate team, um, do you think what things do you think you would have done differently like would you have changed would you have like ah, I should have experimented with this I guess hold on nope let me change it a better question is do you have any speech and debate regrets should you have done this category um what things would you want to change as a whole that you're just like man if I could go back in time 
I have, I have a couple, uh, variously funny throughout them all. So okay. a lot of, I really wish that I had a lot more time to experiment with like what I wanted to do. Cause I did humorous duo for a very long time and halfway through, like my partner couldn't come. So I did extemp that time and doing extemp. I was like, I love extemp. Wow. I love it. So I wish that I had gotten more time to kind of experiment, um, throughout my, my seasons doing forensics and debate rather than just sticking to one thing the entire time. Uh, Another thing, I'm going to say, I was going to say no offense, but honestly, full offense, would have chosen a (laughs) PF partner, would have chosen a different PF partner. (laughs) Oh, man, wait, are they still your current PF partner? No, no, they are not. I was like, I was like, oh, man, we got some shade. I was like, I had to put a drama alert, maybe send this to to the news reports. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. yeah, I had a lot of problems with that partner. Like, I would have gone back and been like, "You don't owe, you don't owe them anything. You don't, you don't have to stick with them." Um, I understand. And I think, lastly, my biggest, like, my biggest regret is that I, I wish I'd joined it sooner. I wish I'd gotten more knowledge of it so I could have been doing it longer and sooner. I love that. Um, I love that it's the last one. I wish everybody would have joined it sooner. I hope everybody joins it sooner. Like I seriously, I love seeing certain states, especially really big in like California and Texas. They're doing a lot more elementary speech debate stuff. And it's amazing to me. I just, ah, I just really like just the, just to know that like kids are getting into it earlier and earlier. I mean, first of all, it's super adorable to see a little third grader doing a like HI piece, but also it's really great because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to change them. Like, I mean, imagine a, just imagine a kid who started in third grade and they are a senior in high school and they have, what is that? Nine years of HI experience. Like, like I can't imagine like how crazy that would be in comparison. Um, It's just really awesome to just see so many uh, students that are doing it at such a younger age. Um, so I'm really glad. I mean, in a weird way, I'm glad that that's one of your regrets. <laughs> um, uh, because I just hope that that the hearing that from somebody is just inspiring more people to say, you know what, maybe I should start an elementary team. Maybe I should figure out some things or maybe I should get more middle schoolers to do it because middle school speech and debate isn't even everywhere. So it's just, you know, figuring out how to get it to more students. Yeah. Um, you went, uh, what's the word? Um, mute. Sorry. <laughs> um, the so where I live in Virginia, the earliest time that they offer debate is freshman year high school. So wow. yeah, like it's it would be such a good idea to incorporate it into like younger people because I feel like a lot of people would like it and it really does help with confidence and stuff like that. That's awesome. If you're listening, you're a coach in Virginia, or even if you're a student in Virginia, let's figure out some ways to get some team started. Uh if you're listening and you are like on the board or something at Beyond Resolve, because I know that this was last week's episode. I maybe try to uh, reach out to some schools and get some teams started there. I think it'd be really awesome. So um, love love what they're doing um, and just love it all. So um, once again, thank you so much for being a part of the episode. Uh, where can they find you if they want to uh, figure out, um, you know, if they want to see more cosplay or whatever you do? Yeah, so I have an Instagram, I have a Twitter, and I have a TikTok. Uh, they're all the same thing. It's at Kuro Hoshimi, K-U-R-O-H-O-S-H-I-M-I. Uh, and yeah, it's just me. 
Awesome. I'll make sure to link those down below in the comments. Uh, make sure you reach out to him if you got questions. Maybe you want to do some cosplay yourself, or maybe you uh, have some questions about uh, speech and debate too. So um, yeah, thank you again for being on, and I am super grateful. Uh, if you want to stay in the uh, talk, continue this conversation, feel free to hit me up on my Instagram, my TikTok, all of that at the Forensics Guy. You know how to reach me, um, and uh, make sure you give, make sure, I, I, I need to remind y'all go to go to the apple podcast and rate this five stars because i'm trying to get to the top of the education field uh so make sure you rate this five stars um i appreciate you love you and continue to do speech and debate thank you for even those who aren't on the podcast for what they're doing for the community thank you so much and peace out